From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey y'all! Howdy. That was that good. was. I heard you sing it. I, that was like no. You you had a song on your heart. <laughs> I heard you, bitch. Hello, hi. I'm Jazz Forty Ounce Connoisseur, and it's Cat Daddy, and I'm doing things with my hands. Here we go in this bitch. <laughs> oh my god. That's literally all I got. But we are back. It's another episode of Girl That's Scary, and this week we have a. Double feature. Shout out to our patrons for picking this shit. It is, yeah, surprise, surprise. It's a good shit. The shit. I just, the shit. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, but this go around, we are covering Grindhouse, Planet Terror, and Death Proof. Both films came out in 2007. Death Proof came out in July, July 21st, 2007. And then Planet Terror came out in April, 2007. This is like a double hitter kind of film when it came out. I think it was also like always meant to be like a double feature type thing. And then of course you have like, you know, it's not to all the like throwback exploitative films, um, especially during the 70s, even down to like how the films were filmed and created, including like splices of all kinds of run, fun, run, fun, random shit like Machete, which actually ended up being a film at a later date, standing da- starring Danny Trejo. So boom, 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 boom. This is what the fuck we talk about today. Yes, and I do want to um, talk about the patrons for a sec because 
y'all decided not only to vote on this shit, y'all couldn't make up y'all minds, so y'all voted on something else too. So that'll be coming out the same month. Cause guess what? Caprise. Caprise. You voted, you got what you asked for. Love y'all. I'm here for the Leo season chaos, honestly. This is right up your alley, so I don't even know why. Like, you're like, I'm upset, but y'all can't see her. She's smiling. Ain't nobody upset. We just been to talk about it, so. <laughs> oh, yes. I This was my excuse to finally watch Death Proof, because I don't think I'd ever seen oh. Death Proof. I just knew that it was some like the premise about, you know, this car and things like that. That's all mm-hmm. I really knew going in. Going in and I knew mm-hmm. that somebody get the, was getting their ass beat at a point. That's all. I really knew but Planet Terror I seen that and um all I remembered from it and it's been like at least five six seven years it's been a while so I saw mm-hmm. this in the early odds and haven't touched her again okay all oh. I remembered is dripping dicks ooze zombies and leg yeah. guns and broken wrists so you know gun violence this was my shit yes oh yeah no that yeah no boo to that part not boo but oh to that part um yikes yeah, yeah, definitely PSA on that one. I saw these movies, like, literally when they came out, or honestly, like, as soon, not in a movie theater, but when they were available on DVD, like, it was relatively quick, like, yeah. waiting, like a month. it came out relatively quick after it left theaters, because it did kind of decent, I guess. It wasn't, I don't remember it bombing, like, it did pretty well. If you look at the IMDb scores for both of the movies, like, if that's your shit, they're kind of around the seven-ish area, like, that's not bad at all. Same thing for Rotten Tomatoes, except for like Death Proof's like in the 60s. And then what's the girl? Planetaria's in the high 70s. So, you know, the girls were the girls were geeked, I guess. But of course, it's like a Quentin Tarantino film, which is always very, you know, either you fuck with them or you don't. Uh, and the other film, well, excuse me, Death Proof was a Quentin Tarantino film. And then Planetaria, I know, I know, we're going to get there next. No one sees Jasmine holding her nose, but I definitely, definitely holding my nose. Definitely holding my nose. I mean, honestly, both of these films went through the Weinstein house. So let's really fucking talk about holding the nose party. Eli Roth, I was holding my goddamn nose in one of the movies, bitch. I couldn't breathe. I started suffocating. That's how long my nose was held. I just, you know, I was, and I wasn't underwater, ho. I was just out there just trying to breathe because although I like, right? Oh, here we go. Just like everybody's like, it's a little shaky. I might fuck with these films. Like the people that made these films are some really shaky humans. I hope I didn't hear anything about Robert Rodriguez because I actually enjoy some of his films. And that includes Spy Kids. So surprise, if this was not your time learning, yes, this is the man that directed the Spy Kids. Didn't he do From Dust Till Dawn too? Like, didn't he do the second one? Or yeah, am I, I making think that he's up? In a, you let's you might have to hit the great with Googles on that one, but I'll he's did a couple a films. He's did yeah. a couple. I'll hit the Google on that. These films, we have a Grindhouse episode if you'd like to go back and just visit yep. Grindhouse. Yep. We ha- we talked about, you know, mainly movies from the 70s. They do go into early 80s. And even the idea of Grindhouse kind of existed a bit before the 70s where you got people pretty much pan- cranking out these fucking movies for the cheapest they can. The, sh- the film is shaky. They gorilla shooting. They just literally going through the fucking New York. They ain't getting no permits. They just shooting shit, just putting shit in the movie. They, they don't have time to cut shit out. So sometimes the line delivery is wild or people are repeating stuff or the shit is spliced together and damaged and shit. So, and then people are just paying cheap money to watch these films and then they just crank them out and make a lot of money. And a lot of times they were double features or triple features. You would go into the theater and you would see one or two movies like that were coupled together. I kind of want to go back to maybe a double feature situation. Yeah, I'm with it. I wish we had drive-thrus near us or drive-in, excuse me, near us because 
they have double features at drive-ins, and I think that's really cute. I wish I could experience this emotion. Yeah. I've never been to a drive-in. I would like to. And I also feel like the closest I've been to a drive-in, and it's not a drive-in, was the lawn movies when I used to go to school. They used to play the big on a big screen, and everybody would come out to the lawn with their blankets and shit and watch the movie like that. I think that's a fun time. Cute. But it's not the same as being in your car talking shit. You can hear the audio a little bit better. You you don't really yeah. have to hear everybody else doing shit. You know, you just pull off when you're ready to go. Yeah. I I would love to do that. And even in theaters like Alamo Draft House where they serve drinks and food and stuff, I think it would be a perfect opportunity for you to go ahead and slap a double feature yeah. together. That's just me. Even if you don't want to do two full lengths, because these movies are a bit long together. They're, they're The first one, Death Proof, is like a, um, 114 minutes, and it doesn't need to be. But they're, they're like, like they put these movies together. Why don't we do an hour, two... You're like two one-hour films slapped together or something like that. You could maybe get away with something like that. I don't know. I'm walking with you. I don't hate the idea. I do agree with you about Death Proof, Death Proof being too long. The girl did not need to be over two hours long. Yes, you heard it first from news.com. It's over two hours long. You're watching the movie. We ain't even about to dive in yet. I ain't even going there yet. But you're wa- I, this is how I felt. I, don't, I can't remember if I felt this way when I originally watched it. Because I remember being super geeked. For planet terror, because duh, zombie infection, this shit is goopy and gross, I'm with it. But also, like, not feeling that same sense of excitement around Death Proof. Like, I didn't hate it, but I also, like, it was like a car, you know, one of those kind of movies. Like, Drag Race. And they do a lot of nods to those kind of older films um, in that in, the, in this movie, too. Um, especially, like, some of the B-list, C-list, like, you know, deep-cut gems. But that was never my bag. And I'm a black and white horror. If you want to, I'm not horror, black and white film, random like thriller shit, even with people just doing like playing chicken on the road. That's my type of shit. Cause that's the kind of shit that people was getting into. If you're playing like chicken, yes, bitch. If you don't know what playing chicken is, you might be a little too young, but it's okay. Welcome. We're teaching you new stuff today. Chicken. That's when two cars go racing each other real fast. They're going, they're going towards each other on the highway. And the first person to turn out the way is the chicken. Now, you're probably thinking, bitch, why why would I not turn out the way? Well, you want to make sure you got the biggest dick in the Who Got the Biggest Dick contest. So you got to make sure you got to ride or die, baby. And in the words of Stuntman Mike, you're going to go down in the book as chicken shit. And nobody wants to be chicken shit in Texas. Now, before we get, we about to start talking about these films, talking about these films. And I just checked Mm -hmm. the time. It's like an hour. It's right under two hours. So it's an hour and 54 minutes. Still too fucking long. We could have did this in a tight 90 love. We could have. Because a lot of this is just people drinking. So death proof. Pretty much a man is driving a mysterious car and taking people for a ride. And those rides catch up with him. Oh, that's fun. Perfect, right? Inaccurate. It's accurate, and it does not spoil a fucking thing. If you like the aesthetic of 70s movies and Grindhouse, you are going to love the aesthetic. I love the aesthetic of these two movies. They are great to watch, especially if you're watching in the background and not like listening to the dialogue. And I do like some of the dialogue, but then some of the dialogue literally makes me want to vomit. And then when we get to Planet Terror, a cute go-go dancer is leaving the go-go club, and the shit pops off because a chemical warfare drug deal goes bad boom that's all you need for that one both of these are rated r they are it's it's blood it's i think tits and ass in both of them if not close enough yeah or or near ass they don't show a lot of bare ass but it's a lot of zooming in on ass and titties and close enough you know yeah it's it's a lot of seduction going on so 
yeah, that's the overview for these movies. Let's go ahead and hit the spoiler alert. If you have not seen them, they're both on Showtime at the time we're recording mm-hmm. this. And I actually would recommend you paid money, especially if you bought the physical DVD with both of them on it. Because it's going to be cheaper than to probably rent them both. That's how I saw it. I borrowed it from a friend at the time that shortly after it came out. Yeah, I had, this, I had at least Planet Terror on an actual DVD. I saw this in my home. I remember mm-hmm. watching this shit as a young warthog in high school. Like, what the fuck? is this but also not taking my eyes off the screen hello we're here so we're gonna get into death proof which kind of starts out the first thing we see we know it's a quentin tarantino movie because the first thing motherfucker sees his feet you see feet they just dangling okay that's what i put in my notes that's literally what i put in my notes a film by quentin tarantino a shot of feet on the dash. You as soon as you see the feet, and then it goes Quentin Tarantino, and you go, well, you know what kind of time it is. It already sets the stage. You know, again, it reminded me from Dust Till Dawn, and I do enjoy from Dust Till Dawn, but again, feet. Mm, Extensive sweat. looks at feet and legs. Just constant feet and legs. So we are following some girls, some real cute girls. We got now let me, I'm going to go ahead. First thing I wanted to vomit at, Jungle Julia. Why is her name Jungle Julia? It could be Amazon, whatever, but I just don't really like any brown characters with jungle in front of their name. It just, it really was sending me to hell. And now, you know, I took that personally. So I just, I don't really know. I didn't like her Understood. name. You know, but whatever, we go past it. She was beautiful, played by Sydney uh, uh, Port-Tamia Portier. She's really beautiful. Really tall, beautiful woman. Beautiful face. Like, when I say is, this bitch, huh? I was about to say, how is she related to Sydney Poitier? Um, I'm Maybe actually not Googles. sure. Yeah, you can just Google. I have her picture. I'm like, I know what her name is that. And I was like, wait a minute. When I first saw the scrolling thing go past, I was like, not the Sydney Poitier. Wait a minute. Oh! And I was like, oh, no, it's it's a lady. It's a different person. But at first, I was like, wait a minute. How y'all drag Sydney Poitier to this? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, not the dude. That's not what happened. So you have Jungle Julia. Sydney Poitier is her daddy. Really? I wonder if that's why she's so beautiful. So we have have Arlene, who's visiting her friend Jungle Julia, and they all together in the car. So Arlene in the front, Jungle Julia laid in the back, kind of halfway sleeper, doing whatever she doing. And then they're riding with their other friend, not Marcy. They meet Marcy at, what's it called? They meet Marcy at the bar. I think her name is Lee. Lee is the other girl they with because not because yeah. Abernathy Lee is in the sw- in the, um in the cheerleader outfit. Oh no, wrong girl. Hold on, that's all right. All these yeah. girls hanging out. You got her. It's Venus. Yep, it's Venus. Venus is the girl driving. Cause first we they get in the car and they fucking argue. Cause we see Julia. She's smoking a little. She's trying to smoke a little weed, but then they call her. They put on her clothes like I'm about to pull up. We get in the car and they get in the car. And the first thing they ask is she holding. And clearly they've been asking Julia for weed like every fucking time they see her because she's tired. She's like I'm tired of having to do all these things. And you know what I didn't like. The microaggressions around the conversation, and it wasn't even about the weed. It was about how they were talking to Julia. Julia had her sort of assertive voice on because she was tired of people asking her for the tree and not actually doing the work. You know, she like that friend that's like, "I'm fed up. I keep going to the store for y'all, and y'all not going to the store yourselves. And you can get to the store yourself, but you're acting like you can't get to the store." And they're like, "Are you yelling? Why are you upset, bitch? Of course she's 
Don't tone police me after I done checked your motherfucking ass. But then they go, well, this is just how we talk to each other. And off rip, I ain't like none of the bitches in the car. Because while I am supportive of Julia, I'm not supportive of Julia because some shit she pulls later. She's, I'm not fucking with her for the shit she pulled later when we get into the bar. What she do with Arlene and what she said on her show. Because I'm like, ugh, y'all are friends. I can't be friends with these bitches. Mm-mm-mm. Let me just start nope. here. And she do like she had to cuss, but also don't tell police me after every single time y'all to come in here and y'all can't get y'all own weed. It looked like all of y'all are grown. All of y'all are grown. Y'all could get whatever you need to get before you come pick me the fuck up. Okay. Cause I guess it's, you know, a little, it's a different time. If we're thinking 207, you can't just go to the dispensary and just get stuff. It's highly right. legal guys. Um, you gotta like score from a drug dealer. That's a lot. You trying to make me do an illegal activity so you can smoke a J girl. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm not doing that. I'm just getting mm. in the car. I'm not contacting any drug dealers. You could do that. Um, Period. But they're like, okay, we're going to go to the taco spot. We're going to get margaritas. We're going to fucking drink. Then we're going to call these guys and they're going to come to this other spot. And then we're going to go to the fucking lake house, bro. And there's no boys allowed to lake house. We're going to live our best fucking lives, which is fine. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. They're about to get some tacos. It's cute. They in there and you see... One of the first people we see in the jank is Quentin Santino in the bar because he is apparently, I believe he's the owner. He's the taco guy. Not taco guy, but the bartender there. And usually he gives out shots and stuff like that. You're also meeting, um, not meeting Eli Roth. Yes. Eli Roth is like Dove. Yes. He's in there as well. Him and his whack ass friends. They are all... Yeah, Nate is the one that is all in Arlene's case. Arlene was like, mm-hmm. I made out with him, but I sent him home. We're not about to do that because if you don't bust their balls, they're not going to respect you. And I'm like, girl, if if I fuck someone and then they no longer respect me, bitch, you didn't respect me in the first place. Her. You never respected me. We both had the word. same. Yeah, we both had the same sex. I, I was not here by myself. You was probably better off being by yourself with all that attitude. Listen. He's like whining. I want to make out. I'm like, girl. Mm. I'm immediately like, this is. I don't. I don't like. I don't like Nate. But he's not harmful. At least it seems he's not. I'm just like the problem. Like you could feel how she's just like. But I was so annoyed the way that those came. First of all, a lot of the ways a lot of these characters written. I kept saying, especially a lot during my rewatch, was I could tell this is written by a man. I can tell all this shit is written by a man. I can tell this shit was written by a white man. Especially when we get into um, a lot of the language that... Ca- First of all, I can tell Quentin Tarantino wrote this shit, okay? Because this how shit or had his hands in the writing table. He was in the room. Especially as many times the word nigga was said and how forcibly it was said towards the end of the film. I was just like, can someone help me? How are <laughs> you pinning this? Is this how you think we sound? Bitch, damn. Yeah. I just... It's, and it's Ooh. so shady because some people do sound like they use this, these terms, but in this case, it just felt fucking weird. Okay, it felt fucking weird because mm. I was like, "Why are we? Why?" And then not even that they're talking about because Arlene come up and you meet Marcy, who's also real cute. We don't see no more fucking Marcy, who I thought was adorable, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm pretending to be this guy." Because why the fuck did Julia tell everybody on the radio station that her friend Arlene was in town, and if you say this, this, and this to her, you the first person she gonna give you a lap dance. Let me tell y'all something: if you do that shit to me, not only am I just gonna have to be chicken shit, I'm gonna beat your ass in the fucking bar, bitch. Don't you offer up my booty for no lap dances for any reason. I don't give a fuck what they say. I don't care if they walk on water like Jesus. I don't know them. 
she wasn't a good friend. And honestly, that wasn't a safe choice. I just didn't like that she, her friend clearly expressed how uncomfortable she was, even though she might be with the shits later. I mean, that's well within her right. But with her expressing like, hey, like, I don't even know why we, you signed me up for this. This is not even my shit. And for Julie to be like, I mean, if you with it, just to be with it. Like, not like that, but that's really what she said. And if not, you can also at least just tell them, like, you gave the lap dance away already. Um, So just keep that in your pocket because, you know, the girls are cruelly having a night and making shaky choices and forcing things on other friends. Smelly. Before you head out. Very smelly. And then on top of that, like, Warren is giving, like, the rule is if Warren brings you shots, you have to take them. That already seems predatory. Like, if I don't want to drink a random ass shot and it was of some ugly ass green shit that was probably disgusting, girl, I don't want to drink this. We already in here buying oh, drinks. Then, yes, then you got Dove Wild Ass who's played by Eli Roth. Like, you give bitches, they'll be these bitches will drink anything and then it'll be fine to bring boys at the thing. We just could buy them these shots. We'll give them Jaeger shots and we just go buy these shots. Like, the idea of you getting women or anyone very drunk so that their judgment is impaired so you can fuck you're a predator he's a predator in that movie and i know a lot of teen times that was a running joke in the early aughts of people getting drunk and then waking up next to people or mm. you waking up you know like because knocked up is that whole they got drunk and she woke up and was like damn like that was a running thing like oh i'm yeah. getting drunk if you are that drunk either person you don't know these y'all shouldn't i don't think you should be having sex because who's consenting Who's consenting? How are you consenting? If they can't drive, how can you consent? How? That's it. Mama was falling down. They was trying to get into the fucking car. You shouldn't be trying to see none of these girls. But again, this was primed early odds. And they were like, yeah, drunk bitches. We about to take advantage. And it's fine because they kind of said yes, but they were drunk. So it's not really rape, trigger warning. I'm like, ah. Yeah, everything about the scene felt gross. And it felt like, I I don't want to say well rehearsed, but I was just like, mm. you know, then we heard all the things that y'all didn't, y'all didn't did. And I just, mm, just keep, just insert sound. Mm, that's how I felt. Just every, like I said, it was so smelly, bitch. I couldn't breathe. Girl, I was like, this bar scene is just a fucking lie. And then the way the bitches is talking to each other. Like, I'm like, do y'all know women who are friends? You can make the conversation interesting, but these bitches seem to fucking hate each other almost. I don't, you know, the things they're doing, saying to each other and allowing to happen. I don't know. I also don't know how old these people are. So I'm just like, I just know me and my friends move different and... I'm not here for. But you got Kurt Russell aggressively eating a nacho platter in here. And they zoomed in on his ass eating this. And I'm like, you know, y'all don't really have to. Girl, y'all don't have to do this. But he, you know, is drinking not liquor, but like seltzer water. And he offering the girl a ride. He's just like, I'm in here, you know. He seems almost harmless until you realize he is at every location that they're at. You know, he's like, so what? why are you like following us? I'm not following you. I just got lucky. Your ass did not get lucky. You didn't get lucky. <sighs> I hate how she didn't, um, like, she if you just didn't immediately listen to the red flags that kept screaming out in their chest. And it, until, like, right before they leave the bar, um, and then we're introduced to, um, what's the girl, Rose McGowan's character, Pam. This is all happening in this last bar scene. Um, and she's a patron that needs a ride home. Um, and Warren's like, you know, just serving it up. And Kurt Russell, who he, who's had bouffant hair my entire existence, he's the same person in every character. 
Uh, he's got the same hair as he played in the thing. Like, he's everywhere. And, you know, Kurt Russell is out here. He's eating these nachos aggressively at the bar. He's talking about why. Like, first of all, they talk about, to the character, Um, what's the girl's name? Pam. Pam is having this conversation with Stuntman Mike. And, you know, she she sees the red flags. So the writer, the person who's writing it, like, kind of acknowledges a little bit that she's, like, a little concerned by something she's doing. But she plays it off like, oh, that's just his personality. Or, oh, I'm just going to be flirty. Like, first, it's really weird that, I mean, I guess in the part of the country they're supposed to be existing in, like, it's just common for them. And I know I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief. Um, and she's just like, yeah, I want to ride from a stranger. Like, I just need a ride home from the bar. Oh, okay, girl. And she's at this bar by herself, Dolo. Like, okay. Um, that's not uncommon, but I'm also just like, it's just not safe. It just doesn't scream safe. And then he's asking her all these questions and she's thinking he's drinking alcohol. And he's like, no, like Jazz said, he's drinking all virgin beverages. And she asked him, well, why are you sitting at the bar for hours drinking virgin beverages and not because you don't drink but just because and he's like oh well i just come here for you know just for the camaraderie and to people watch and all kind of shit no my nigga you came here to be a creeper and these bitches see you but they're not listening to the red the alarm that's going off in their chest because of how they're written and you know they just <laughs> i'm tired and when pam gets in his car with stuntman mike first of all baby you had to saw the red flag in the honky tonk. You get out to the car. He ain't even got no seats for real. He ain't got no seatbelt. He ain't got nothing. He had to put the seat together like a little Jerry. Like he Jerry rigged the shit. Like it was just like a little um a little scooter. Like the, like the friends from around the way be putting the scooters and the Hot Wheels and all that shit together so they could zoom zoom in the neighborhoods. Cause that's what happens around my way. It looked like a makeshift car, and he makes it clear that this is a stunt car. And he's like telling the backstory about the car. And she's like, yeah, I'm into it. And I'm like, bitch, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Why are you not seeing it? Listen, as soon as the car didn't have a seat, I was in a situation with someone. They was like, oh, we going to go somewhere. We can, I'm going to pick you up, whatever. And I was like, cool. All right, man. They come pick me up. I'm about to get in the car. You know, the first thing I do, I don't play that. I put my seatbelt on and the seatbelt didn't work. I said, yeah, we're taking my car. Off rip. Just in not having a seatbelt was like, yeah, I, well, I have seatbelts in both of my seats. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll drive. It's fine. It's fine. Also, before we even get outside, Pam Wildass, who's played by Rose McGowan, and you'll see her again in the next movie as someone else. They was like, yeah, I went to... It was like, what you do? Because they were talking about Jungle Julie. It's like, why you keep looking at her? And she was like, well, you keep looking at the table. So she was like, is that jealousy? You jealous? This is some dialogue I ain't fucking like. She goes, yeah, what did she do to you? Well, she went to school with me from this time to this time, and she was just tall. So she pretty much is pretty, and you're hating. And not only this, you were beat. She was, you Apparently, she was beating the dudes up. And you were like, well, you know, she might have beat me up a few times because I'm built like a girl, not a black man. I was like, uh-uh. Bitch. Misogynoir. Right I here. wrote that down and said, excuse me, did someone ask you to say this, or did you improvise? But either or, you decided to say it. Rose McGowan. Sis, I was like, um, she's not built like a black man either, bitch. She's just a little tall. You are really, you're doing a fucking lie because it's a tall black girl. And if she's built like this, she's a slim woman. She's not like, she's not built like motherfucking Triple H. You acting like she coming in here spitting water as she come down the wrestling ring. She is, you just mad because you couldn't fucking fight. You got your ass beat. That's what happened. And she was taking your man and beating your ass. And you're still fucking upset about it. Stay mad. Been that. Stay mad. Now, 
even if I was driving a car and she was by herself, I would have considered taking that girl home instead of letting her get in the car with stuntman Mike. I mean, I'm even if I ain't know her like that, I got three of my homies and I know her because we went to school together. You're not about to beat my ass. But I don't like you, but also I just like, this is not safe for me to just... She should have stayed at the bar. Get a warrant like, right from Warren. Shit, somebody. The bar not, didn't close. She could have stayed at the bar and alerted the authorities. Because then she gets in the car and goes, well, why do you have the plexiglass up? Like, what? What? she's asking, all, bitch, it's a trap. Well, you know, she get on in and she's riding down that street. And he, like, t- he goes from night to day, switches the persona. He don't even leave all the parking lot. Which way are you going? Oh, I'm going uh right. Well, that's too bad because we're going left. And she's like, excuse me? And he was like, yeah, you see these girls? They were going left. I'm, that's where I'm going. That's where we're going. And Pam is like, bitch, what you mean? So she's like, it's a moment where it's like real kind of like, oh, God, you feel bad. Because Pam is like, you know, please, like pleading, you know, trying to like plead her case. Like, I won't say anything. You know, I'll just forget. I love jokes. Like, we could just keep this a secret. And I'm like, I, I know people do this, but like, this is not going to work. This is not going to make the person who just decided that they are capturing you turn around and change their mind. They've already committed. They committed before y'all left. Like, this is just what they said is fucking go time, bitch. And, you know, he, the way he is jerking her around in this car, because Stuntman Mike, he does this, bitch, okay? First of all, he's already a man with all the women in the bar, all the femme presenting characters in the bar, because he's talking about all these movies and all these sets he used to work on. And all these people are too young to know what the fuck he's talking about or they were never interested. So he's already feeling away. He's probably feeling aged out. His ego is bruised. You know, his toxic masculinity, all those fun things are showing. And, you know, he's really just like, I'm about to show you bitches. Um, he gets off by killing and assaulting women and femme characters. Like, this is his bag. And it hasn't been proved that he's assaulted anyone else. This is just what the fuck he does. And he preys on them. And he turns up. So, boom, he takes the life of Pam. Pam just in the car. Her whole, her shit is fucked up. The way he didn't slam them brakes on and had her face go through that dashboard. Woo! Not through it, but she just popped the shit out of her face on that dashboard. Bruh. And then he looked down because it's like plexiglass or whatever in between because it's in the cage and he's like in the roll cage safe part and she is not. So he just look over like, damn, her whole mouth, her teeth exposed, her face is fucked up. And he's like, all right, got to get my other bitches. You're done. Bad. about to So you've been stalking bitches and you just want to literally crash into them because you can't fuck. You jealous ass motherfucker. You a hating ass motherfucker. And also you are still Kurt Russell. You might be old, but you can pull. Why don't you get a bitch your age? You pull up on bitches who is 20. These women are clearly like under 25 or close to 25, maybe 26, 27. These are not 40 year old girls. You are clearly 50 something in this movie. Get you a 50-year-old. Also, Jungle Julia always got her motherfucking feet outside the car. And that stresses me out because I just think of when you get in roller coasters and they say put all your limbs inside the car. Because it's nothing for somebody to drive too motherfucking close and swipe. And now your foot crushing. And now you got one foot. Well, Stuntman Mike is on the wild. And he is caught up with the car full of ladies. And as Jazz said, they are cruising down the street. They are feeling their shit. They got the gas popping off in rotation in the back and the front seat. They're on the way to the um to the lake house so they can have a girls weekend because they already didn't ditch. They left their mans at home. The club is full of ballers and they about to pick them up on the way to the girls link up. So that's what they're doing. They just partying, use a pool for their drinks, but they cruising down the street and stop man Mike. Well, he's up to no good. And he has raced around their car, 
zoom zoomed to the front, drove, drove so far ahead of them so and cut his lights off and whipped his car around so you couldn't see. So he's waiting for the car to come up. They're on a long strip of dark road and he floors it, slams on the accelerator, cuts on his high beams at the last minute so you can't see this all black car coming at you in the dark. And bam, the crash of the century. Stuntman Mike runs into their car. Jungle Julia legged and popped off uh, per Jasmine's statement about, you know, you shouldn't have your limbs outside the car because you already know what's coming. And they zoom and you see the death of every person. Every person in that car was killed on impact. It was insane. Now, I will say one thing I did like, the the dramatization of, let me show you what happened to every person in this car. So I'm going to keep replaying this moment a couple times. I'm going to run that bitch back just in case you missed it. So I was with that. Uh, And then you get this immediate next scene where they're at the hospital and you see the sheriff and the deputy and they're all having a conversation about what Stuntman Mike might have did. And because everyone on the scene was found with drugs and alcohol in their system and he was being a creeper person who's very calculated. So he was making it seem like he was getting drunk, but he was actually sober as a bitch. So it really just looks like they got into a collision, a really bad crash and Stuntman Mike goes away free. But the deputy and the sheriff make a notation about like, well, if this happens again, this not going to happen in the state of Texas. But backing it up and flipping it and reverse it, we get a point where one of the many times that these movies kind of like merge together um, and we see uh, basically the doctor from the second movie, well, not the second movie, from Planet Terror, Dr. Dakota Block. And you don't get her name in this film, but you also see her face and see her interacting with people and you find out a bit more about her and what her life is about and what kind of bullshit she be going through. Ooh, child, this mess is crazy, but y'all think Kurt Russell is done? He is not. He's not. Also, as you were saying this, the crash is literally playing on my screen. And both of Jungle Julia, both of Julia's legs just went shoom. Like, 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 you know how you had a Barbie doll, so you can just pull their legs yep. out the socket. And then the leg literally flips and tumbles like jelly on the road. Motherfucker. I don't Arlene. think she had a seatbelt on. I don't know if she had a seatbelt on. I'm not I know, sure. Um, Old girl in the backseat had this, I think Venus had the seatbelt on because the, the tire went over her head. Well, that's Arlene. The tire went oh, over Caroline. her head. Uh, poor Venus flew out of the fucking car and did a fucking flip. The other girl they picked up who had the um who had that gas was driving and her ass just killed on impact because she's in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. So she really got her shit fucked up as well. I, her face, they literally took the tire to her face and drove her face off, bro. Stuntman Mike play too much. Um, but you know, 14 months gone by. Stuntman Mike is back on the prowl. This time he's in Tennessee. Um, and you're probably thinking as the viewer watching this movie, God damn, is this shit over? No, it's not. We got about 30, 45 minutes left to go, baby, and a whole nother story. And we got a whole new set of ladies. We got Lee. We got what's we got Tracy Thomas playing Kim. We got Zoe Bell. We got Abernathy played by Rosario Dawson. And these ladies, they are they working on the film set. They are ladies who are into stunt things. They're in the cars. They're out here. They're living their lives. And they um pick up a what's her Zoe finds a car 
um, that happens to be a car from a previous movie. Vanishing um, point, I think. She want to get on the you, car yes. and she want to ride and on zoom, the Dodge zoom. car because I've never seen this movie. And I, you know, driving fast scares me already. I be driving. I'm not trying to speed, speed, zoom, zoom. And they're like, yeah, we're going to get this car and we go, you know, we're going to distract them and we go drive the fuck off because um, I think that Abernathy is like a model or like a, you know, she does like act in a model. And the other one is definitely a model. The girl um, that they leave behind with the red hair. Her name is. Uh, Whoa, what's her name? With the red hair? Or yeah, I said her name. Black hair. Lee? Lee. Her in black? the cheerleading outfit? Yeah, I thought her mm-hmm. hair was red. I'm making that up. Mm. Played by uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. She's not like a dark black, like a. Br- a br- she's definitely a brunette. I always remind her, uh, think of her as Ramona Flowers. Because she played Ramona Flowers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, she got a cheerleader suit on. They about to go drive the car. And Lee's very, like, not aloof, but she's very, you know, kind of naive. They be telling jokes that she don't be getting it. She's like, oh, no, I'm not trying to do that. Um, And they drop her ass off when they go look at the car. And they be like, hey, Abernathy, look, what you going to do is you going to go over there and talk to this man. We're going to drive this car so we can do some stupid bullshit. We can do some dumb stunt bullshit, right? And we about to do it. She was like, no. You're not leaving me. I'm coming in here. We're going to leave Lee here. And I'm going to tell, show them who she is. First of all, not good friends. You're leaving your drunk friend, the one who you know is naive and aloof, with this man who is twice her size after you alluded to the fact that she might, you know, do a little something. Nah. Nah, you're terrible fucking people. Now, I do understand that if all three of y'all were not together, you know, the rest of the movie probably wouldn't have went the way it went. However, mm-hmm. no, the answer's fucking no. I would also like to point out that Zoe had on a Jasmine shirt with one Z instead of two. I never realized. Look at their t-shirt. Okay. It says Jasmine. Like Princess Jasmine? J-A-Z-M-I-N. Who the hell is that? You know what? Hey, or it could be, pr- sure. I don't know. Hey, man, I'm just here. I don't really know so, what's well, going cool. on. Uh, we're here. I didn't even notice the shirt. I feel like I'm going to see it by the time in a couple minutes or so because I'm at the hospital scene and the, the ranger's like, girl, ain't shit I could do about it because the way it looks. So fuck it. Yeah, it is what it is. And we we meet Kim, who is the character we've been talking about, who keeps saying nigga, who just is mm, fool. Mm, like it's just giving very. She referred to the white person as nigga. And I was like, send help. She was like, nigga, we about to do this. And I said, who? <laughs> I was like, where? <laughs> where are they? And you know, I have used nigga, like when you're not talking Ooh. about people black, but not like directly when you're in the same conversation with them. Like that feels weird. That's, I feel like that's a part of the language that's almost like not taught. Like you have to know the language or know AV to understand that I'm not really about to say this to you directly, but if I'm referring to something with amongst my niggas, okay, they all like, yeah, nigga, this, such, 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 such. I'm not gonna go to you, nigga, you, no. No. I was I was hollering. I was confused. I, if I took a shot every time the N word was used, you'd I be dead. Would probably, I'd be back in the hospital. Um, I was just like literally made in my nose. Quentin loves using the N word. Like some, he was like, there wasn't enough. Let me go ahead and sprinkle it. And actually, my partner made a comment about um, what's that? Kim's character being very much like a Samuel L. Jackson type character, like just like a femme, like the way she was aggressively talking to all the rest of the cast, you know, kind of like how Samuel L. Jackson's characters in Quentin Tarantino films usually end up being, well, minus Django. 
You know what? Even though he was aggressive in that one too, but in a different way. Yeah, different way. No, I I can see I can see what he's saying. Like, oh, once you say, mm-hmm. you motherfucker, you not about to do shit. We not about to do this. You about to motherfucking do this, bitch. You better. It's just the way. And I'm like, Wait, nigga, da, 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 da. I was like, okay, okay. She was like, and then also when um Zoe's like, I'll do whatever you want. Okay, I'll rub your back. I'll crack your back. I'll do whatever. You could just like, bitch, get over right, here and bitch. get busy. In the way that she put her hand on her hip and was like mocking her, I just was like. Uh, y'all didn't call her black bitch. She was like, I'm sorry I called you a black bitch. You don't get to say sorry, because after we get out of this, I mean, I'm sure they're they've been friends for a long time, but I'm not I'm not doing that with you hoes. I'm not. It's the writing, girl. It's the writing. Um, I will say that they had some kill bill uh Easter eggs. We had the pussy wagon sticker on the back of Cool. The yellow vehicle that had the black stripes was supposed to be like the bride's shoes and outfits and stuff. And the ringtone. had the little. Do, yep. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Yep. So they had that. And I was like, oh, that's fun. We love stuff like that. That's so cute. That's not going to make me forget all the nigga pleases, but it was cute. Or the dude they bought the car from calling Kim the colored girl. Oh, girl. I didn't forget. And then I'm like, you got Rosaria Dawson right there. Is she also not Brent? Rosario Dawson usually, uh, it, I'm like I also said because I was having a whole conversation. You always find Rosario Dawson. You can always find Rosario Dawson in a sus film with shaky dialogue, and I'm gonna let y'all sit on that. Yeah, yeah. Do 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 Girl, you know. Lol. Um. Well, Rose McGowan too. She's in quite a few shake because two these two movies are shaky movies back to back, and Grindhouse movies bitch. are shaky. So I don't they really are. think you could have made a movie this style that didn't have no nothing that was teetering on the fence, even if it was just like ass and titties or go go or something, because that's that's a part of a lot of the Grindhouse films. So I do understand, but mm, I'm still holding my nose because we had no, enough no, with the the bitches drinking. We had enough with women being targeted and the legs literally coming out and flopping and shit all around. I think the blood, I think the gore, I think the titty shaking and the ass zooming was kind of enough. (laughs) We didn't have to then turn it to, you know, hey, fuck it. Let's do this thing. And speaking of which, before they got, we was touching Rosaria Darcy feet. Fucking creep. Man, it's weird. Everything about it was just weird. It was just, it was a lot of feet stuff. So I told you, I already, you already, you already know, you already know what's going on. Um, but the ladies get their vengeance. They get Kurt Russell on their toes because Stamp Man Mike is like trying to run these ladies off the road in broad daylight. He's back up to his same tricks. He's fucking up the car. They're taking the test drive in while they're out here fucking around and having Zoe playing around on that damn hood. He's crashing in the back of them, making this an even more dangerous. The danger level is through the roof swag at this point. And Stuntman Mike is having the time of his life. Like, he is truly getting his jollies off at the sounds of their screams and their peril. It's just really just making him moist. And he's geeked to the point that he pulls over to the side and it's like, thanks, ladies. That was exciting. Talk to you later. He is so fucking excited. And they're like, ah, 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 not today, bitch. So they pull back up on his ass and say, okay, so you thought that this was done. You thought that you could just run up on people on the highway and chase them off the road. Not only do I have time today, I'm finna show you how many quarters I didn't put into the machine. So then they decide to run him down the road through traffic, 
up, down, all around, into the circle, A, B, A, B, left, right, left, right. That is how much they are pulling up on Stuntman Mike. And when they they shot this man in the arm, Kim pulled that piss out of her boot. Thank God she meant she had a gun because that's the one thing that the previous ladies didn't have. They should have shot him in his face. And that's what she was aiming to do. And Stuntman Mike, I can't believe he did not have a gun because he just cannot believe he got shot. He was like, oh, shit, they shoot him. And what's wild is, because he probably underestimated all these women. He just think drunk women, you're not doing nothing. You're just in here. You're weak. You're easy to be fooled. And he was literally crying. Not crying, but like, ah, it hurts so bad. Like, he reverted literally to a ball of tears. Was trying to drink the alcohol, pour the shit on it. And I'm sure getting shots is not fucking fun. I probably would cry too if somebody shot my motherfucking ass. But also, not after you ran these bitches down and thought you was big and bad. And you only got shot in the fucking arm. You didn't get like a, a stomach wound or no shit. You got shot in the arm. And they pulled up and was like, bitch, get in the front. Get in the back. We about to get this motherfucker. We about to f-. And then the fact that Zoe was on the front of the car and did not die. That bitch has core strength forever. And then when her ass flew up, I was like, I'm okay. She just jumped up. Yeah. They beat the I shit out of that. him. They pull up that on him fun. and whoop his fucking ass. And that's good. Although they still left Lee herself. This is true. And there's no real resolution to that. Uh, so. And the car is that's... fucked. Yeah. Oh, her so, hair is know. red. Yeah, I just looked up and seen her. Her, her hair is red in here. Okay. With the bang. Yeah. Well, and the, and those are the things. I honestly don't need to know what happens to them next. We can just paint the picture. The car is fucked, so he's going to be upset. Um, But I do like that this was a good for her ending or a good for them ending. Um, Especially yeah. we were sent, spent the whole hour, the first hour and some change of the movie with the group of folks before, and it didn't really end well for them. So I'm not pressed to see it end well for anyone, actually. If Stuntman Mike really learned to stuff up his cookies, we really could have had a slasher's ball. But, you know, that's where I am. How did you feel about Death Proof? It was was cool. Visually, I liked how it looked. A lot of, like, the aesthetics were really good. That looked great. But, you know, sometimes the dialogue was, oh, that was fun. And then some of the dialogue was like, Ooh, that was smelly. Um, and women just getting their motherfucking ass beat in this movie. I do like that they had like a Fangoria magazine when you go past. That was cute. It was just some, it was a little, like I said, the Easter eggs, the aesthetic. That is the most fun in the visuals I have. And of course, the gore with that car crash is sick. And him getting his ass beat at the end was yeah. great. But a lot of the shit in between, a lot of these bar scenes, I, I could do without them. Or I might not, if I play it in the background, I'm not going to be tuned in on that part of the movie like that. But I am going to be tuned in when the car crash, and then for the second half, when they pull up on a new set of girls. Okay. Same. Um, I'm just I'm just here. I think I feel a feeling um, about this film. I don't dislike it. It's a movie. I definitely prefer uh, its pair versus this one. Stuntman Mike is a fun character. Cut Russell is his hair. I am my hair. Yes. I really wish that Kim's character was not written that way. Tracy Toms, I know that we got to get the Shacoin baby, but I have questions. Rosario, I also have questions. I know it's a film full of shaky characters, so I definitely expect it to suffocate for the art, I guess. You know, just me trying to hold my nose and swim. But I, I recommend that everybody check it out at least once. I know. You didn't necessarily have to have to check it out, but, you know, just go ahead. It's a pairing. Go ahead and fuck with it. The real thing is the star of the show is Planet Terror. Now, like I said before, um, the what is that? The ratings for this movie on IMDb was 7 out of 10, and then Rotten Tomato was 64%. 
I feel like I'm on the more Rotten Tomatoes side. I, that's pretty much where I align. Yep. You're nodding aggressively. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Planetaire. Planetaire. The bad bitch of the show. If you are looking hey. for goop and zombie, this is a fun time. We start the movie with Cherry. Cherry darling. Shaking that ass on the screen. Now, she's not doing a... She has some spunk. I'm not upset with the way she's moving around and shaking mm-hmm. her little body. She's very... You know, it's real cute. I just want to see and i know that two south the early aughts wasn't really good for that because they don't even show a lot there were black women working at that go-go club but you don't never really see them dance i want to see more black strippers in the day because i mean they just be doing tricks i'm like you know i the girls be like shaking a little move around it's like ah oh, that's it i want to see somebody swing around from the cage the cage and literally shake their weave from side to side. That's what I, you know, that's what I'm used to. I'm used to the girls on the pole also being stunt women because they're athletes. Yep. So, you know, I just prefer that. I just want to see, you know, there's nothing wrong with these scenes. I just want to see they go to a strip club and the strippers are literally on a handstand. Like, I want to see, like, yeah, doing, doing the tricks versus I'm just going to sexily move around and yep. And then she crying on stage and shit. And, you know, that's a no-go. Because <sighs> she get downstairs. You scaring the hoes, bro. And you scaring the money. You are dancing, <laughs> but then there's tears coming down your eyes. What if I had a $5 bill? I see you crying. I'm like, uh, I'm going to just politely put it on stage it. and yeah. just walk away like, okay. She go downstairs. It's a go-go club, not a cry-cry club. Shut your ass up. I quit. Now give me my my paper ticket. I'm out this bitch. Then she get pushed into a trash can. And got the piece of like stuff in her leg. And I thought immediately, child, you're going to need a tetanus shot. Bruh. And you, I feel like you think that's the thing that's going to be the, the yeah. deciding factor of, oh man, that's how she loses the leg. Nope. She, <laughs> she's going around these military people with Bruce Willis in charge of the military people. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pick up like this chemical. It's like a drug deal going bad, but it's like chemical warfare. So they're going to go pick up from a drug dealer named Abby, I believe, who keeps people balls in a fucking jar, which is nasty. Keep Abby in your thoughts. Yeah, Abby literally dropped a ball of jar, of a, a jar of balls. Testicles. <laughs> testicles and they literally within the first 10 minutes like it just this fell because somebody let the zombies get out and he had to shoot them and then they had he has to take your balls and he literally has a tool for this and he's going around collecting balls but not before uh bruce willis pulls up on him and is like where's the fucking stuff bitch i want it all this is a takeover get down or lay down bitch and he like bitch i'm not doing that and then he shoots the canisters which causes chaos because now the gas is spreading and when i say motherfuckers face are melting like melt man like it's just like no man they look like tar man in the face i'm like oh shit i'm so glad you said tar man goopy dreams these are my goopy dreams i love a goopy ass movie it's disgusting but i'm also kind of having the time of my life when they were shooting up the place and uh he shot the gas tanks all i heard was that's that's not happening but it really much gave uh return to the living dead and now i want to watch that movie again although i watch it little like every week i watched it literally less than a week ago and about a week ago sorry i just 
it does give that. I wasn't even thinking that until I said Tarman. I was like, you said it, but the green smoke, the going mm-hmm. into the air, it's giving that. That's exactly what it yep. is. And a, that's, upon contact, it fucks you up. So as soon as it yep. contacts you, you gotta like sever the limb. You got that sauce. Yeah, you gotta either sever the limb or it's dead. And if you don't get a constant flow of it, you're gonna you're gonna start mutating. Or if you get damaged a lot, like you get like a kind of like Resident Evil or some shit where you shoot somebody and then the, the fucking T virus pulls out and catch the bullet. Like ah, not today. I'm not dying. Can't kill my host. I need to survive. Um, but now it's chaos because oh, now so the zombies are eating people and it's spreading. Because all it takes is one to two niggas, even one, to get out. Because they're going to start biting people, especially if they're biting people who are maybe living on the streets or just mind their business on the bus stop. And you think you got to bite by somebody and you're okay and you're not okay. You're not, you like, oh, I got a bite. Let me get a technic shot. Dude gets a bite and we meet the doctors again from the first movie. And they're they have a child. They're married. They have a child. They work at the same hospital. Doctor William Block and Doctor Dakota Block. Mm-hmm. Doctor Blocks. Doctors Blocks. The the Block Doctors. Uh, Block Doctors. <laughs> they're shouting this from screens. Yep. So she's talking to somebody on the phone. Like, yeah, babysitter coming. Blah 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 blah. And the husband is like, William's like, that ain't no babysitter. I don't. You think she's telling the truth? Why are you saying that to the child? That's wild. And he's like, I don't think she's telling the truth either. They get to the hospital, right? And they're like, oh, shit is going off at the hospital. Then you see Fergie fucking pull up. I'm like, Fergie's in this? Fergalicious. Yes, I enjoyed Fergalicious. I'm not going to lie to y'all. And I enjoyed Glamorous. And was it Crybaby? T-L-A-L, Corvus, O-R-O-U-S. Come on, bitch. Yes, first class. A up in the sky. Mm-hmm. That's what the zombies were saying. That's what I was saying. Honestly, that's what I was singing in my mind. Oh, no. I was singing um, G to the A. Oh, yeah. Fer- was it Fergalicious? We back. It's Fergalicious. Yeah, we're back for Fergalicious. trying to get some lyrics together. And you put that's all what the songs I was at one. She, yep. Went to hit a Fergie. That's when our ass got ran over. And that's what I was saying. Oh, because I'm out of control. Well, her ass <laughs> is trying to get gas. Her radiator cap. <laughs> Ma'am, her radiator cap is bust up, bust up. Her radiator cap is fucked up. She got to stop getting water. We stopping by the barbecue place, whatever. She ain't get no barbecue. She on her way to go to where she need to go. So we got one thing going on. We got the hospital popping off. One dude came in like, yeah, I got a bite mark on my arm, dude. And they look at the arm. First, he opened his motherfucking mouth and his tongue is full of blisters, bitch. I was like, eh, eh, ugh. Mm-mm. It's just big boils of pus. And it's just, if body horror is your bag, and if zombies are your bag, this film marries the two wonderfully. Okay. Cause there's a array and an assortment of blood, guts, and ass for you. Like when Dr. William Block is like studying the pus nodes on the tongue and he squeezes it, and the goop just. Splurts out and ugh, it gets on his glasses, and you think like because he's walking around with a thermometer in his mouth, so you're already like if you're someone who you know really pays attention to like health stuff, and it's like okay, so maybe this guy's like super health conscious outside of him being a doctor, like he's constantly checking his temperature, but then he explains that he does it. It's based off his stress meter. Everything about this doctor is off, and you find out he's very abusive and controlling. Um, he's abusing the other his wife, the other doctor, and she's actually trying to leave him. For their partner, aka you find out later, it's Fergie. It's Fergie. Fergie is her bitch, and she's trying to get back, get her bitch back. I know I got my bitch back. Whoa, Ooh, 
They getting back together. She playing stepdaddy. She getting everybody together. They getting the family back together. The band is getting on the road. They are getting away from her abusive ass husband so they can start over anew and go away from this town. But he is hip to the shit. He done found her sidekick. He didn't seen her ass texting in the kitchen. Ah, she was not moving fast enough. He didn't switch the sidekick because what happens is Fergie gets got on the side of the road. Okay. And it happens so fast. It's a, it's literally multiple things happen. Like we see characters driving by because you see Cherry and Ray and them. We'll get to that in a second. But Fergie gets body and her body is drug off the side of the road so quick. And you, the viewer, knows what's going on. But the characters in the movie thinking like it's like an animal and some roadkill and that kind of situation. But Fergie is fucking eviscerated. And they later bring her corpse into the hospital. And that's when the husband, Dr. William Locke, swipes the cell phone and brings the, the, the soap opera tea to the forefront of the pew. Did you know she was back in town? What's going on? And that lets us know, oh, they've been fucking fucking. And he's tired and she's tired. And this is where things go left for that couple. And I'm going to leave it at that because the saga continues. Also, you get introduced to Dr. Block's little friends, not William Block. She has three little friends, the yellow one, the red one, and the blue one, whatever. The friends yep. pretty much. These is, are my she's friends. A, yep. She's an anesthesiologist pretty much. So she knows how much to give you, put you out. Because that's what happens. They got to take that man's arm off because they, he's like, I got bit like today and he's like you've had this bite for at least 14 days you have all these infections going on and little they know that's because he got that sauce now they're cutting arms off people are coming in being hurt they're dead but they're not dead because he about to beat her ass and it get real tense and the policeman's like hey yo you gotta see this shit and he's like man what's going on they take him to the morgue morgue is empty bitch take him to the morgue okay Gang, gang. I love that part of the song. If y'all know Finito by <laughs> Chief Keith, that is a beautiful, and it's also beautiful when they use the live orchestra to play it. The violins do, do, do. I'm like, yes, okay. That was on the way to work this one. Take them to the morgue. Like, gang, <laughs> gang. You okay. My favorite part of that song is when going. he, and he literally goes, I'm, I'm finna go and no, I'm finna blow New Jersey up. Bitch, I'm gonna shoot New Jersey up. Then I'm gonna blow New Jersey. Like, whoa, what did New Jersey do to you? God damn. <laughs> New Jersey just looking at looking at a Chief Keith like the Diddy gift, like, bitch. Sexy Hunter. <laughs> I love that song. I listen to Finito at least four to five times a week. I listen to it almost every morning, especially on the way to work. You drink that Red Bull. You you listen to Finito, your ass about to be crunk. Mm, all right, let me let me calm down. It's some gorillas in the fucking coop. Dang it, this bitch! Dang it, this bitch! I'm sorry. I love this song so much. Always but a staple. The, but ganging this bitch because they together now. Um, because after this shit pops off, the bodies are gone. The hospital is chaos. Okay. Oh. And Ray is getting questioned by the police because they think he got something to do with this shit, but he fucking don't. And he takes Cherry, whose leg is fucking gone after the car crash, and he literally sticks a fucking chair in it. Like a chair leg. It's like, look, bro, you about to do your best. Come on, let's get it. Ray and Cherry got history, y'all, because I know we ain't really going to that. But, you know, back on the bar, they rekindled their shit. Cherry uh, left Ray because um, Ray must have been cutting up. We later find out that Ray was going to propose to Cherry. <laughs> the drummer, because she took the jacket he had. Um, you know, you got to take that jacket, girl. She was like, child, I was cold. And I grabbed your coat and I left. But Ray looked for Cherry for two weeks and she never came back. And he just went on about their lives until they crossed paths now. And 
Now they about to wrangle these zombie creatures because they was minding their business at the at the bar slash diner slash barbecue joint, and shit was going left. And now they at the fucking hospital trying to get the people all together because shit's still going left. Um, as as you know, Cherry's getting better. Poor Cherry trying to walk with this stick on her leg. She's trying to adjust, and it's not where he's just dragging her ass behind him. She ended up falling down. By the time she's spinning around, he stabs, he's stabbing people with the knife like Conan, just like ah, 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 ah. And then walking her out the jank, they drive off. They link up with literally everyone else, and mm-hmm. they meet at the barbecue shop because the sheriff, his brother, owns the JT is the barbecue dude. And he's like, look, we got to check on my brother, man. Because you see, he's like, dudes are out here, dude. And he's like, are you are you just going to look or are you finna eat? And them zombies come in like, bitch, we finna eat. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And you come in, you think he did. He ain't dead. They eat some barbecue. They about to load up. And then they about to, you know, lead off. They get in the cars. They move it along. All this sums up. Because the town is being taken over. All yeah. this sums up to them pretty much pulling up to the facility where all the gas and all the wild shit is because you, Abby done pulled gas, up gas. and like, yes, Abby done pulled up like, we got to stop this shit. I'm the bio guy. I can stop it. They doing this. They doing this. So he gets them into most of the parts and you think they about to be victorious because they capture motherfuckers and you have Cherry and the doctor because Dr. William Block has been infected. Um, somebody literally smashes that bulb. The same guy, Squeed, takes the pus off his face and pushes it into his face. It's like, bet you're affecting it. Disgusting. But they're in the room, and Ray and Abby have literally beat everybody ass, turned the lights off, pulled up on Bruce Willis. Like, listen, this shit stops here, nigga. You ain't about to do all this. You're doing way too motherfucking much, bro. I'm not doing this. He was like, I must have it. I need this. And he just starts fucking blowing up and shit. Just getting. You remember on Blade when they hit the people with the fucking juice and their body started blowing. That That's what mm-hmm. it's giving. But it's more practical than CG. Mm-hmm. And it's just he. they shoot him up and then they pull back up like, yeah, let's go eat the girls. Now, meanwhile, where the girls are. Where are the girls why, at? Why is Quentin Tarantino top build when you type in cast he's like the second person on there and it literally says rapist number one he doesn't have a name but he and i know he's famous but you know could you have at least given this motherfucker a name i guess guess not he don't need a name he don't because i just the character is already shit like i just it's it's gross so trigger warning for that y'all before we even die to the bullshit because not only is the act heinous, like he got the nerve to try to be assaulting people and stuff. And he is, you know, affected or infected by that shit. So he mm-hmm. needs the gas to exist, just like the rest of the soldiers. You learn that they need a constant flow of breathing this stuff in, like Mr. Freeze in the suit. They need to inhale the gas at all times in order to keep their normal state. And if they don't, their body is going to start to transition into the zombie state. So there, you know, he's like, fuck that. I'm going to do whatever. And his dick and his balls, like his scrotum is literally dripping onto the floor. And I'm just like, oh, the gross factor, which I love slash hate in this film is so turned up. I could have did without that for the sexual assault scene between like, what is it? Cherry and the doctor. It was just, it was a time. It was a choice. Everyone looked a little too excited to even have this in there. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that. Like, I really just, I'm also a person where we really just, I know sexual assault happens and it's horrific and heinous, but I I can do without it in my films, period. I can do without it, period. So let's just go there. Yes. Especially in a scene where 
you didn't have to have him do because he he dies literally very shortly. It's not like oh this is um, important to the character story or none of that shit. None of that shit is happening. He's just being nasty in here, and she stabs his eye out, and that's what happens. Kind of like with T virus, he stabbed the eye out, and then the virus is acting up like let me protect my host, and that's why the dick and balls is. He was like you need some gas. He's like make this shit quick, and nope because. They they come in, they shoot everybody. Ray come in and save her. He's like, I made you something. I don't know how he made this shit and how it plugged into her leg, but mama got a fucking AR-15 on her leg. I don't know if that's the real. She has a machine gun as a leg. This shit is cool as fuck, but impractical as hell. I think it's awesome, but also the kickback alone of you standing on one leg and holding the leg up and trying to shoot niggas with a rifle and you not fall, unless you're leaning back on the... Girl, I, this is a lot. Is the gun going to heat up? How is reloading going to work? It, do not I, matter. it doesn't. You know, these are questions. They exist, but you have to suspend your disbelief. That's right. It's not practical, but it's cool. And as we further go, he's like, Cherry, I believe in you. You, but It's on you. There's no real plan. He doesn't even tell her what to do. She's like, yeah, do it. And she does. The explosions are happening because JT to explode the shit. This is the wildest shit I see in the movie because I definitely remember this. She's going towards her goal. Explosion happened underneath her. Why the fuck her ass flies mm-hmm. in the air like Spider-Man? Her hands is like, yeah. And she just flies into the air like a fucking... <laughs> no I love when that happens. It was one and of you the know, best things I've seen. Yes. It's amazing. And you can tell that this is the same person that did a Spy Kids film. Because it looks like some shit from Spy Kids. This... Rose McGowan is flying through the air with flames in the back. She's like, Yeah! And, and she perfectly like rolls and lands and glides across the floor into a pose. And I'm entertained. Okay, she does. And she does pretty much gets everybody where together, puts that leg up. They get to one group of people, get to the chopper. You know, they got one dude flying it. They doing windshield wipers. They using the fucking chopper blades to kill zombies, which, you know, I, I guess it's not practical, but it's fucking cool. Who cares? And they pretty much fly off. There's another chopper and... Dr. William Block is waiting in the chopper because his wife comes up there thinking she about to start today. He was like, I knew I'd find you here. How did your ass get all the way the, the fuck worst. over here? How the did you worst. do this? And at this point, she has been through hell because the babysitters was trying to beat her ass. She the lost Fergie. Dude was trying to beat her ass. He tried to beat her up like two separate times. She took her son. Numbed her Gun hands. violence. Yes. Gun violence with the son. Because Trigger warning for that, y'all. Big trigger warning for that. And he tried to take all these pets, but she linked up with her actual father. And her actual father pulls up and shoots him like, I never liked his ass any motherfucking way. Let's go. So they get in the chopper, got in the chopper, and you thinking Rose about to, not Rose, well, her name is Rose. You thinking Cherry about to get out here with Ray? And no, because Ray the guy shot. And she's like, don't die. It's the dust against the world. I was going to be a stand-up comedian. Look, funny. Like this joke. (laughs) Um, Okay, They was really pushing that shit on us. And I was like, girl. A badunce. Right. I see what you did there. That was a very badunce kind of fucking joke. I'm like, oh, all right. He was like, don't worry. We'll be two against the world. Grabs her stomach. I never miss. How do you know she's pregnant that fast? I'm screaming. Even I if you miss. shot the club up, Please. you don't even know she's ovulating, sir. I got to suspend that disbelief. Clearly he does. And a man wrote this. Well, she's pregger and she gets, she reaches up and gets the rope and now they go to the decimated world, which clearly if you have zombies in one city, everyone's getting fucked up because some of them zombies about to slip through. We saw with COVID, everything else, if there's any kind of infection that is detrimental, we're dying. 
because somebody's gonna be like, well, I get, I need to do. You are yep. throwing up pus. You need to go lay down in a ditch. That is what you need to do, girl. Your eyeball is rolling off. I'm not infected. I, you got. Really? You look like you're the fucking suds. Get your get off the fucking no, car. No, no, I'm okay. I'm it, fine. I Bubbles just my on the head. It's a mosquito bite. No, it is not. Get is get he, out of shoot him right I'm now. I'm tired. Shoot I'm them. Old. They gotta fucking go. Well, they they have a baby, so it is two against the world. It's a little baby. She has on her outfit is questionable. I don't know about her outfit at the end, but hey, it's protecting her from the sun, I guess. They're riding on horses. The people is by the water. And there are some zombies. It's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. There are some zombies, but it's more people clustered there than anything else. So it's a happy ending, but not really because it's dystopia. The world is fucked. But that's how that movie ends. This movie made a lot of choices, but I still would watch it again. Yeah. Also, um, I feel like, uh, not Death Proof, I feel like Planet Terror has more rewatchability for me versus Death Proof. They're both shaky, but I think I also might be a little biased because, you know, Planet Terror is a zombie film, but I mean, not really, because actually it has the more rewatchability, and that's all the sentences on that. Yeah, it's um, far yeah. more chaotic. It's a bit no, a bit less. It's a lot less grounded. So it's it giving you going. that. Yeah, it gives you that bullshit where some of the dialogue and shit doesn't work, but also at the same time, it's so much chaos and ridiculousness that it's worth the watch again. And so much happens, you can't even remember all that shit happens. I was like, damn, I didn't remember all of this shit happened. Lord, death proof. I don't really, there's not much to remember. You know, after you see that, you know, what are times? I'm like, I think I'm okay. Kurt Russell's hair. This hair is fluffy and luxurious every time he's on screen. So, I mean, I can watch the, get the thing and watch but his beautiful it's, it's hair. something to remember. Okay, we can remember his and hair. And the scar. The scar jazzed it up a bit. I like people with scars on their face. There you I'm go. They tell gonna, stories. Yes, I do. I like people who have big scars on their face. It's cool. Not um, to derail us too much, I found myself going down the rabbit hole of former MTV shows, MTV Scarred. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um... With the what the fuck is that? My skateboards are broken. I love that show. I should have not been as invested as I was. Hepatitis I, water. I can't believe hepatitis water. Yes, there was an episode where this guy was like skateboarding by like a sewer, open sewer tunnel. You know how they be looking like the you know the skate kids be looking like the video game skating. They be skating in all the random sewers and shit. And he slid and scraped up all his shit across like sidewalk that was covered in like black goop yeah black goop water and they refer to it as hepatitis water and that stuck with me because of course that stuck with my sister because she quotes everything on tv for the most part um and so especially that show especially when you hear me yell out my ankles are broken that's the one when the guy went skiing and his ankles plummeted as he plummeted and he yells out my ankles <laughs> oh no i don't know why i'm <laughs> laughing because that's not funny and my that's ankles also are broken I know he was in great pain, but also the fact that you were yelling out my ankles are broken like the dude off of Spongebob, my leg is yes. sending me to hell. And that's that's it. Um, it was just it was a time, but scarred woo, like there was some fucking gnarly falls on that one. So Mm-mm, that's why I don't do extreme sports. I cannot afford to break my bones, girl. Insurance. Mm-mm. I mean, I, yeah, no, it's a no go for me. Um, but you know, what's not a no-go is not Planet Terror. Planet Terror, I'm gonna press play every time. Um, the rating for this one kind of was a little bit higher than the previous movie, 
Um, it was about a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, if you, of course, if that's your fucking bag, and a 76% on Rotten Tomato. That's about where I fall. Like, it's, this movie's like a seven and a half, eight for me, and it just flicks back and forth depending on how I feel. It's always a fun random watch. Like I said, in terms of rewatchability, this one is a lot more rewatchable to me versus Death Proof. Of course, there's no one yelling nigga at me every five seconds forcibly, um, so I can deal with that. There's still some shaky lines. There's still some shaky things, but it's a little less shaky than the other movie. I mean, outside of the shaky humans in the film. So that's a whole sentence within itself. The storyline, I just enjoyed way better. Like I said, I could be biased because zombie or dead type characters or living dead or returning from the dead or infectious, whatever category you want to put it under, all things. And of course, like it's random. It's fun. It still falls in the category of those exploitative films. If you want to do, you know, that whole uh, shaboop shabazz. Um, and it's a good fucking time. It's campy. It it's it's gut wrenching. It it's not afraid to shake the fucking room up. So yeah, check the movie out. Yeah, I flop in between like seven and seven point five. It's just a bit lower, but still far higher than the other one. Okay, I would watch it. It's it's cool, but also sometimes it's just a fucking lot. It's just a fucking lot, and I'm like, you know, I have to be in the mood. It's not something I'm about to watch more than more than twice a year. Because again, the last time I touched this. It was early aughts, friends. I haven't seen this since at least 2010. So (laughs) I was wearing low-rise jeans the last time I watched this fucker. All right now. Yeah. So, you know, hey, man, I support this film. I will watch it again. Death Proof is fine for a watch, but eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm watching it outside of the aesthetic, which I do enjoy some of the fun aesthetic. But, you know, watch these, y'all. How y'all feel about these? Have y'all watched these together? What was y'all experience like when you, did you like watch one and the other? Did you get the DVD and watch double feature? Was you at home? Were you in the theater? Tell us how you feel about Death Proof and or Planet Terror at Girl That's Scary on Twitter and the gram. You can pull up on us at www.girlthatscary.com. We also have an email, grltspod at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon, and this episode was selected by our patrons, and uh, so our next episode. <laughs> yeah, they 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 were voting. So if you want to head on down to www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary, you can vote on the Patreon picks and be involved in what chaotic movie choices we put <laughs> on there, because I did not expect this shit to happen. Our month was nope. very different <laughs> like a week or two ago, so LOL. Uh, yep. Yeah, let us know how you feel about these, and what are some of your favorite, like, grindhouse movies in general like the old like the seven from the 70s and shit because blackula is a grindhouse like black exploitation movie it's it's a good time love blackula i am excited for our next patreon pick episode uh because these films are movies i have not seen at all so like jazz said if you want to have yeah i know right yeah sure you know i have not with me? seen nope i'm making this up no. okay I haven't seen either of these films. So shout out to our patrons because they're going to make me do something that I don't really like doing. And that's all right. I'm excited. I love a challenge and I love when you guys pick chaotic shit. Let's go. Listen, well, you'll be seeing what that is next week. And until next time, friends. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.